In the holy name of Jesus, amen. One of the more intimidating questions Christians get to answer is, where is God? With the amount of famine and earthquakes, forest fires, tyranny, and all the other terrible things that happen in the world, it, it is easy to wonder where God is. Now, some might answer and say, there is no God. Or some might say, he just doesn't care. Others might say, well, he's stuck up in heaven. And then there's those of us who simply don't know what to say and then make apologies for God. Well, he didn't mean to. Well, on Ascension Day, it definitely looks like Jesus is leaving us, doesn't it? Leaving the world to us, which, of course, if you take a look around, we don't always do a great job of taking care of. This is why the disciples' reaction at the end of the Gospel reading is so peculiar. It appears that Jesus is leaving, but yet they are filled with great joy and continue blessing God. Well, this is what Jesus' Ascension Day actually does. It gives the disciples a new way to see life, where even though it appears that God is far away, he's actually so close. As Jesus ascends into heaven, he isn't actually separating from the disciples, but he's actually indwelling them. Have you ever had an experience where something was so close to you it was hard to find? Perhaps you're running late to work, you're looking for your keys all over the place, and someone says, they're in your hand. Or the classic one is, you're looking for your glasses when in fact they're on your head. I also had a very good friend who was looking for his spouse when all the time his spouse was actually standing in front of him as his friend. See, the disciples did have a tough time seeing this, so they needed a little prompting. Like when someone says, your glasses, they're on your head. Oh, thank you. While Jesus ascends, the disciples are stuck there looking up into heaven. When two men prompt them to say, what are you doing? Let's get going. See, they realize that Jesus is not up there, away, but rather Jesus ascends to the right hand of God. The right hand of God is where God is, and God is everywhere. But there's more, though, to this, because the right hand of God is the hand of salvation, of forgiveness, and mercy. Which means that another way to say where Jesus is, is that he is where he promises to be for you.
There's no need to look up to heaven now because we simply go to where Jesus is forgiving your sins, giving you his new life, and his salvation. That means the question or the answer to the question, where is God, actually is very simple. It's not so far away, but so close. And because it's close, it sometimes is hard to see. Now, I had a friend who had a neighbor, and this neighbor actually was abused as a boy. And through that experience, he doubted whether God was around. Now, he was a very sensitive and caring man who actually desired God in his life. However, no one was able to tell him where to go. And so he believed that he was abandoned. Well, that's when my friend said to him, I'm standing before you as the face of Jesus, and things will be different. I'm a forgiven sinner who knows God is present in my life precisely by forgiving my sins so that I might stand in front of you with the same message. See, at that moment, Jesus was embodied in the face of my friend as a God who forgives sins and takes up residence in our life, in our world. See, for the neighbor, then, God was not far away, but was so close. See, Jesus on Ascension Day draws close to us in a hidden way, which doesn't mean he's far away. It just means we need to look where he says to look. See, my friend could say what he said because he received God's forgiveness, his presence, and life from the very places where God promised said he would give it out. See, as much as we want to look up to heaven searching for God, whether it's longingly or because we're angry at him, God keeps directing us back to his cross and his resurrection and the places where he gives the benefits of those out. He keeps driving us back to his word and sacraments. Jesus says, through the water and spirit, you have my death and resurrection. Jesus says, through his word, you have life now. And Jesus says, through his body and blood, you have eternal life. Thus, through the word and sacrament, Jesus then takes up residence in us. So like the disciples, then, we all would be partakers of God's divine life and subsequently carry God out into the world. As we live with Jesus in us, we carry the presence of God, which means then we become little Christ to the world, a world who doesn't even know if God exists, much less loves them beyond measure. And they definitely don't know where to find him. This indwelling that happens on Ascension Day, thus, is... is a cause for great joy. 
Jesus is at the right hand of God interceding for us. But at the same time, he is at the right hand of God telling us that God loves us, that he's forgiven us, and that he wants to live his life in and through us. That's a heavenly life. But a heavenly life that's not stuck up into heaven, but a heavenly life that lives here on earth. So that this place, this world would actually know that love exists. Even though we screw up, God is not angry with us and he has not abandoned us. So now when one asks you, where is God? You may actually say, standing in front of you, forgiving my sins and prompting me to love you. This is good news. This is great news. Because Jesus is here, Jesus is also here. And if Jesus is here, then he is out there. And if he's out there, then the world can know that he loves them, he has forgiven them, and he wants to draw close to them. So as we leave here today, we, along with the disciples, that peculiar reaction where it appears that God has left us is in fact indwelling us so that we can leave here with great joy and then continually bless God throughout our entire life. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.